This is the Brews and Bourbon Podcast, beer and whiskey reviews by average consumers. Okay, this is our first episode ever, our first season, first episode. How are we going to split this up by seasons? I'm not sure. I think we just, it's an ongoing process, right? Hello, hello, hello. Maybe seasons, maybe episode one of Infinity. Right. What not about a- that introduction? Pretty good. Pretty solid. Thanks. I made it myself. Nice. I paid five whole dollars for it. All right. <laughs> Brews and bourbon. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast, Brews and Bourbon. So what is this podcast all about? Let's let the We're going to be, well, first of all, my name is Ashi. My name's Willie. We are going to be reviewing brews and bourbon. Yes, sir. Basically, I guess beer and whiskey in general. I mean, I'm not too specific with whether it's whiskey or bourbon or not, but I prefer bourbon for sure. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind switching it up every now and then, trying different things. Um, Just something that you would normally drink, just reviewing normal things that we drink out here and also experimenting with new products and stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, our first product, well, our first, we're going to start with the beer, for sure. uh, Okay, so we're starting with beer then. Yeah, beer beer before whiskey makes me a little frisky. That's how I like you, buddy. Well, uh... (laughs) Our first beer is going to be Funky Buddha Floridian from Funky Buddha Brewery. Okay. All yeah. right. And where is this out of? So Funky Buddha is actually based out of Oakland Park, Florida. So a little bit off of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. So it's down south near near Miami for people that know know where Fort Lauderdale is. Miami, right? Yeah, I guess Miami is more popular. North, north. It's an hour north. An hour an north of Miami. North, okay. Just so you got a little bit of that beach, a little bit of that beach vibe, a little bit of that Caribbean, yeah, for sure, for sure, um, Latin vibe to this to this area, right? Yeah, yeah, and and this beer is a Hefeweizen, so it's definitely a beach oriented beer for sure. Hefeweizen. So this Hefeweizen. is a German, right? German Hefeweizen. It's a German styled wheat ale. I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right, but Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Yeah, it's a German for sure. It sounds like uh, what you what you tell your kids when they're being bad. Yeah, so w- what's the alcohol in this beer? What what are we looking at here? So for for Funky Buddha, or well for Floridian, by Funky Buddha, you're looking at 5.2% ABV. Yeah, well, th- that's about your average beer, right? Your average beer is what, 4 or 5%? Yeah, a 5%, I would say, is standard, especially for like light beers like Bud Light and Miller Light. Um, this would be a, a tiny bit stronger than that, but the flavor is out of this world. Hefeweizen... It's a, it's a wheat beer or wheat ale, which the closest popular beer to it would probably be, uh, I say Blue Moon maybe, for sure. And it and it shares a lot of similar qualities with Blue Moon. It's got a lot of the orange and citrusy notes, mostly orange notes. Um, I I'd say it even has more orange notes than Blue Moon. Yeah, I mean I've tried it before. Um, a while ago, um, not too too familiar with this brewery or with this beer, um, but I'm willing to try it and just give it a give it a nice good sip here and uh, right, see what cr- I think about it. Let's crack this bad boy open. Yeah, let's do it. There we go. You got it. All right. All right. You're pouring this out into a cup like a fancy man, huh? I'm I'm pretty fancy, so I'm I just u- your I average glass. guy. I'm just your average guy, so I'm just gonna. We're drinking these out of a can. I know a lot of people sometimes prefer uh, bottles. Um, we what? have these in a can, and we're gonna be drinking these and enjoying these out of a can. What did Toby Keith say? You sir do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass. So you have no testicles. I just prefer glass. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, I'm gonna enjoy it just straight out of the can, just how we brought it. Um, so far, my 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 first sip, just like any other Hefeweizen that I've had in the past, it's just straight up to me flat. S- just to be sincerely honest with you, um, every time I drink a Hefeweizen, the one thing I don't like about it is the fact that it feels flat. Flat. I I is get. That, is that the right word? Is that the right? I it, guess it needs bubbles. In, I guess I to guess keep it simple. Flat flat works. Flat is the easiest way to explain it. Um flatness I guess isn't as much of a descriptive word as it is it is a descriptive word. People understand what we're saying. It just flat, it needs bubbles, it needs carbonation in my opinion. When I'm drinking a beer when I'm out there on the beach or after I finish cutting lawn at the house, I want a beer, I want that bubble, I want that taste. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and the the proper term is probably too fancy for us anyway. We don't we don't need to get that technical. Yeah, we don't need to know all that bullshit. Um it's just a straight up beer. Um have that Hefeweizen taste. It's, it's almost like I want to say creamyish. It's are, are you it's that, it's, that it's like a orange cream taste? for sure. It's it's orange sickle. It's more orange than Blue Moon. Hands down. Blue Moon is not as orange, it, this has orange first. Yeah, blue moon is orange. Almo- after. It is almost like an orange sickle. I, I do get a little bit of that sweet vanilla taste almost in it as well. Vanilla? Is it vanilla? Uh, it's something sweet definitely in it. Um, I think the orange just makes it sweet. I don't know if it tastes. If I taste vanilla. Yeah. How about this fucking can? This fucking can is awesome. I'm looking at it here, and it's probably one of the better cans that I've seen, especially out of a craft brewery. It's pretty. It's pretty legit. Yeah, I mean, Funky Buddha, I feel, is definitely more known. So they they have their can game stepped up for sure. It's not a a cheap label at all. It's actually printed on the aluminum of the can. Yeah, which is not something you see very often. You usually just see the can, and you just see some type of plastic, um, like. Not a sticker, but it's kind of like a, a plastic covering on top of the cans. But this is actually a legit printed on the on the aluminum can. Um, beautiful colors. You're, you're seeing blue, orange, uh, yellow, palm trees. You see a little Asian dude there meditating. It's fucking awesome. It just gives you a perfect think, vibe for what I his think beer that is. Would be, I think that would be Buddha sitting on a hammock meditating well, towards the sun. this Buddha right here is has been on a diet because he looks pretty damn skinny. Yeah, yeah. He's he's wearing black, so black makes you look slimmer. Yeah, I mean, I would say brown, but I understand. Yeah, for sure. Well, in general, like, we're not going to rate the beer out of 10, are we? No, we're not going to. We're, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep, uh, would you enjoy this beer with a friend? Would you enjoy it with uh, a loved one? Or will you just enjoy it in general? Or is this something you're going to look forward to? It's it's definitely a beer pickup. At, if I see it at the gas station, I'm picking it over Yingling Miller Lite any day. But it's my not. It's not gonna be something that I'm gonna actively seek out for. It's it's if I know I'm going to the beach that weekend, I might pick up a twelve or a bigger case. But it's not something that I would go to diff- multiple different stores looking for it. Yeah, for me, for for example, I, I show up at a party, I show up to the beach, or I show up to your house, and you offer me one of these. I'm gonna enjoy one, two, maybe three or four. Yeah, but these these are easy so, drinking. Yeah, all day easy drinking. Um, I'm not gonna look for this beer. I'm. Nothing against this beer for Hefeweizen is maybe my favorite Hefeweizen that I've tried, um, but it's. But not, you're not a fan. Yeah, I need you're the bubble, man. I need the bubble. Yeah, I, I'd say I'm a fan of Hefeweizen if it's done right. Sometimes I feel like Hefeweizens get a little sour, and that's yeah. And I haven't had that sour taste. Definitely not. I, I not have the sweetness. I have that citrus, and 
more orange in the citrus or maybe a little bit of tangerine maybe um i think the tangerine is a sweetness that you were yeah, thinking of that's that makes it taste vanilla vanilla you, you know you know the flower that comes out of that white flower that comes out of the uh orange trees it smells kind of it tastes kind of like that you know what i'm talking about or am i just making shit up would that be called an orange blossom or is it, am i making that up that's probably what i exactly i was thinking about but i think that's what it that's what i'm tasting right that's that sweet vanilla I mean, it might taste like vanilla. I've, I've honestly never ate one, so I, c- I couldn't tell you. I mean, I haven't eaten an orange blossom either, you know. But I do remember seeing those on trees, and I do remember smelling them. And I think that's what I'm tasting here. But as far as this beer, it's definitely something I recommend everybody try. But it's not the end of the world if you can't find it. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great beer. It's a, it's a, it's a great can. I um, I would enjoy this beer again. I would I would it's uh I would recommend this. Would you? Would you recommend this to someone? I would. Especially if you're a Hefeweizen fan, it, look for it. If for you're sure. a Hefeweizen fan, look for it. If you don't know what a Hefeweizen is, look for I it. would I would <laughs> tell yeah, exactly. I would tell you to start with something like this. Yeah. I mean, on the just on the back of this can it says Funky Buddha Brewery Goodness Within. I'm not sure if that's their logo or not. But man, this beer just gives you a good vibe. And yeah, it's it's like a slogan that they have. I, I think. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it for Goodness sure. Goodness within, it's very uh something Buddha would say. Yeah, and I know we're not trying to rank these beers or uh s- give them stars or numbers, but it's something I would definitely recommend. It's something I would enjoy again. I'm not sure if I would look for it though, like we said. All right, and uh, what about uh for the whiskey? You ready to move on to some whiskey? Uh yeah, let, let's give it a try. Uh, let me just take my last gulp out of this. Uh, can't you know waste any beer. So here we are with our whiskeys. Our whiskey that we're gonna be reviewing today is Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah, it's definitely a bourbon we're reviewing, not a whiskey, right? For all you snobs out there. <laughs> Alright, so here here's the thing. Here's the thing. All bourbon. It's whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Perfectly said. So it's bourbon has special criteria. I'm not trying to get into all that. If you're curious about it, you can look it up. There is, there is a, a, a specific set of rules that bourbon has to follow to qualify as bourbon legally. If not, it can't be called bourbon. That's why you have American whiskey. That's why Jack Daniels isn't a bourbon. Jack Daniels is an American whiskey. Yeah. And I'm not too much about uh fancy names and fancy uh situations. I'm more into what's in the bottle, right? And that's the important part of everything. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> as, as as much as I can drink bourbon and whiskey straight, I can also mix bourbon and whiskey. There is some bourbons and some whiskeys that are harder to find that maybe you don't want to mix with Coke, but they're I don't mind making an old-fashioned with something that's a little rarer or something that's not as easy to find. I feel it's whiskey's meant to be enjoyed. Yeah, and and to piggyback off that, yeah, definitely whiskey is meant to be enjoyed. To be honest with you, drink whiskey however the hell you want to drink whiskey. Um, drink anything the way you want to drink it. If you want to put ice in this, if you want to put Coke in this whiskey or bourbon or anything that you're drinking. Just if you're enjoying it and you're having a good time, that's the whole purpose of it, right? Yeah, if any liquor in general. Uh, yeah, I guess anything. If if don't let anyone tell you that you're drinking bourbon wrong because you're mixing it with this or because you're adding ice or because you're not drinking it straight. Even scotch, scotch and soda is a thing. 
Scotch is uh is an older whiskey. It's usually more expensive, but that doesn't necessarily make it a better spirit than anything else. Yeah, and I mean all these all these fancy rules and all this random bullshit that people come up with. That's just people that they have nothing better to do. Um, when these whiskeys were invented, there wasn't many things to mix mix them with. There wasn't many sodas out there. There wasn't many different bitters and all sorts of things. So, yeah, when people drink whiskey back in the day, they were just drinking them straight up. There was there they didn't, it was barely had ice back then. Now there's different sodas, there's different types of ices, clear ice, different shapes, all types of fancy glasses. People are just experiment experimenting with cocktails and I I fucking love it. Yeah, I'm definitely on board with it with experimentation. I just I went to a bar the other day. They had a chai infused old fashioned. And it's it sounds like it wouldn't be something that's good or something that should be like frowned upon in the whiskey community, especially since they re- they use the Woodford double oaked, which if you don't know that bourbon, it's definitely a higher end bourbon. It's going to be something you're paying close to $50 for. Yeah, it's definitely a higher end Woodford, I guess, right? Yeah, but, it's, it's more... But it's, Experimenting is is the way we get to these uh awesome drinks, these awesome staple um cocktails. Um, I I love experimenting. I love what other uh brewer um not breweries distilleries are doing with all tip different types of whiskeys. I I love it. I love when they start experimenting because sometimes you mess around and you come up with something delicious. That's yeah. the whole purpose, right? Experimenting, coming up with something delicious, especially in the cocktail world. Yeah, for sure. It's. I mean, think about all the drinks you've ever heard of that are that come out with whiskey or, more specifically, bourbon. I mean, the old-fashioned alone is literally because it was the classic cocktail and people started mixing it up and they were like, nah, I'll just take it old-fashioned. And that's how the old-fashioned got its name from people wanting the original cocktail. Yeah, and also, for me, I, I enjoy whiskey, I enjoy bourbon. Drinking it straight up sometimes is a little bit difficult, especially us that we're out of Florida. Um, in the middle of the day, I finish cutting the lawn. I'm not going to pour me a glass of whiskey. It's just difficult to drink. But an old-fashioned, I might be able to do. For sure, with ice or yeah. even whiskey on ice. Is, or maybe a, maybe do. a bourbon and Coke after cutting, you know, doing something outside, being at the beach, yeah, being at sure. a beach bar. Um, but, you know, if you're at a beach bar, you're not going to pour yourself a glass of whiskey or scotch, right? Not neat for sure, definitely not neat. So there's always a there's always a purpose for these cocktails and these um, inventions and experimentations, and I'm all for it. And fuck all these snobs. I mean, as far as Buffalo Trace goes, I think Buffalo Trace is a bourbon that is not only is it a little bit more sought after. It's definitely not the hardest to find. It is somewhat hard to find in liquor stores, depending where you live, especially. But most bars, if the bar respects itself as a bar to have more higher-end spirits. They're going to at least have Buffalo Trace. And more likely than not, if you're lucky, they're going to have it as the bottom shelf. And it's definitely a bourbon that you should reach for if you're trying to make something. Because bottom shelf, as far as bottom shelf whiskey goes, Buffalo Trace beats Jack Daniels any day. Yeah, and I wouldn't consider Buffalo Trace a bottom shelf whiskey. I wouldn't even consider Jack Daniels a bottom shelf whiskey. Um... But if I go to a bar, if I walk into the average bar and they're serving Buffalo Trace as their well, I'm already, that's it. I'm I'm all in. That's my bar right there. Yeah, I, I would definitely be a regular there for sure. And I've, I've seen bars where 
you know, Buffalo Trace is their their well. And it just makes things easier. It does <laughs> because anything that you're going to mix with it is going to be smoother because it's the smoothness of this whiskey. The whiskey is smooth, but it has a higher rye in the mash bill. I'm not exact I, I wouldn't be able to tell you the exact mash bill of this of this bourbon, but I definitely taste more of a spicy note which derives from rye. I don't know if I I hit a couple rails of vanilla extract, but I'm smelling vanilla in this as well. It's it's definitely got some vanilla in there. It's it's got a sweetness, but I think the sweetness comes from the corn. But I, I do understand what you're saying with the whole spicy. It's it has a spice it to does it. Does have a little bit of a spice to it. Um, I think it's not too dark for a bourbon. It's I, I would say it's in the middle range of darkness. Um, that's another thing bourbon doesn't do. They don't add color to their bourbon or any sort of uh, additives. I guess. Yeah, bourbon say. bourbon has a has a specific I, I, rules. I, I know there's scotches that add color to it just so it can make it look darker. But as far as I know, that's not allowed in the bourbon community. No, or in the American whiskey. You're you're definitely as long as. As long as it's gotta have, uh, it's gonna have bourbon on the label. There is nothing that can be added to it. Yeah, and the reason there's so many rules behind bourbon is due to the fact uh, I don't know too much about it. I don't know too much about the actual history, but the little I do know, the reason that there is uh, so many regulations behind bourbon and American whiskey is back in Prohibition days. Uh, there's people adding all sorts of fucked up shit to their whiskey to make it look darker, be yeah. stronger, spike it. Yeah, and they would throw tobacco in it to make it darker. Yeah. People started gasoline. acid. People acid, started fucking yeah. dying. That's fucking crazy. Acid and gasoline just to make it have more of a bite, so that they they people think they were right. getting drunker. And they were sh- it was stronger, and people ended up fucking dying. That's some crazy shit. I mean, yeah. the FDA got involved, or maybe it was even invented because of bourbon, or or some bullshit like that. I heard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, bourbon has roots in, I guess, what you would call tragedy. The fact that a lot of people were dying because of this wonderful beverage that people were destroying um once you know which it, it almost knew. became extinct after after a while just because of uh yeah i mean became i mean unpopular. bourbon's bourbon's definitely been up and down i feel like recently within the last 10 years bourbon has definitely hit a spike and there's bourbon is going crazy bourbon is flying off the shelves bourbon is hard to find and right now because of that spike they're bottling so much bourbon but we're not going to be able to taste it for four six eight ten years from now and a lot of it has to do with people experimenting with cocktails uh people experiment with old recipes coming up with new things i I fucking love it all these old heads all these people that have been drinking whiskey for a while and are not enthusiastic about this new change um they're they might be the reason that whiskey almost died out yeah the the reason i feel whiskey kind of at one point became you know the grandfather's drink, something that's really strong, really heavy, but people weren't realizing that once you get through that initial bite, it's it has sweetness, it has texture, it has it almost has smoothness, you it can has almost, creaminess. You can almost taste history, in my opinion. Yeah, it's got it's got a it's got a good a good bit of oomph into it, and you know with Buffalo Trace, it's one of the oldest distilleries. It's the national landmark. It's a historical landmark yes. and one of the only ones that's still currently in production. So, like, it's it's got the history. It's it's a staple name in bourbon. Anybody from beginner to super high-end professional whiskey sommelier, sommelier yeah, 
like they everybody knows Buffalo Trace and Buffalo Trace is respected. Buffalo Trace has names in their arsenal and uh they have names that they that that are distilled by the Buffalo Trace distillery. I mean top top-notch whiskeys are coming out of the Buffalo distillery. I yeah, guess. it's it's I mean, it's some of the, the rarest in the world as the, well. The most sought-out whiskey is coming out of Buffalo Trace. You got the Van Winkles associated with Buffalo Trace. You got yeah. the Wellers, you got the Eagle Rares, you got the EH, you got Blantons. I mean, Buffalo Trace, these are heavy hitters, man. This is no joke. For sure. And for the price that you can get Buffalo Trace and the taste from Buffalo Trace, you can't go wrong with it. You can't. And as long as you catch it for a good price, people are definitely going to try to rip you off. Yeah, I feel like with, with Buffalo Trace, maybe not as much. Some of their other some of the other bottles in their lineup, they'll definitely try to gouge you for. Yeah. Especially uh, down here in Florida, you don't. We're just far enough to where it gets difficult to find some of these bourbons, but we're just close enough to where we every now and then we can catch a couple of these good bourbons out here. Yeah, and if I see Buffalo Trace at, you know, MSRP, it's a snack, it's a snack for sure. Yeah, for sure, twenty five, thirty bucks maximum. What are you What are you tasting here? When when I when I try bourbon, um, it takes me to a specific moment in time. Uh, when I taste Buffalo Trace, um, any good bourbon takes me to a specific moment in my life. It takes me to a vacation I had uh, about four or five years back. Uh, we were in the uh, Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, and it takes me to a wooden porch looking over the mountain range and trees. That's where it takes me to. A perfect tranquility, uh, just a perfect moment in my life. Every time I have whiskey, this type of bourbon, a good bourbon, it'll take me there. Do you have that, or is that just me? See, like, I have that. In a way, I when I when I went to Tennessee, I wasn't of legal age to be drinking bourbon, so I wasn't sitting there. I actually don't. For I bourbon. actually don't think there's a legal uh, drinking age for for bourbon. I well, think that's just a myth. It might be. <laughs> I mean, however, <laughs> I, I don't have. <laughs> Who I, the fuck <laughs> listens to laws? You know, just fucking enjoy that shit. I feel. I feel like the. Quit the being bourbon. a little bitch and just drink some bourbon, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I I feel like the bourbon the bourbon popularity is directly reflected to how how the youth is in, impacted. So like the youth now, millennials now that are getting into bourbon are gonna make those same memories that you're that you're reaching for or that you're reaching back to, and. It's it's something that hopefully gets passed down generation to generation to where our kids and grandkids are going to be able to, to remember able the to time re- they they had a to they had a bourbon with their gramps right with their gramps with their father they're gonna remember they're gonna remember you know when their dad you know told them here try this and they were like this is disgusting and yeah. they tried it again and they were like okay well, I taste I taste the sweetness <laughs> okay I taste the vanilla I get what you're saying okay I get what you're saying okay this is pretty good you know and. You know that's that's kind of what how whiskey has to be taken. It's something that to enjoy with loved ones, right? I I feel like that's the purpose of or even bourbon. if you're even if you're a lonely son of a bitch, if you enjoy it, just enjoy it, right? I mean, I I don't I'm not you don't, opposed. You don't need family to enjoy a good old bottle. Of I, I'm not. A, I'm definitely not opposed to drinking a uh, a few cups of bourbon by myself. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, you know sit down and and read a book. Or yeah, do some homework or, or especially in an old fashioned. In an old fashioned, I feel like it's. It's definitely a cocktail that I can enjoy alone. Have a little bit of peace, you know. Maybe it's, it's just the original cocktail. It, it is, it, and it's it goes back to how 
it, it's simple ingredients. It's literally bourbon, sugar, and bitters. And the bitters just literally add a little bit of flavor that kind of tones down the bite of the of the bourbon. So it, it kind of makes it, it rounds out the drink. You're kind of making me want one right now, to be honest with you. And I don't know how ma- how much you're charging for pours out here, but you mind serving me a little bit more of that so we can keep talking about it because uh, I think I enjoyed it a little bit too much right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could, we could definitely continue to have some more of this Buffalo Trace, but but uh, I mean, now that you're pouring it, just he, this is the sound of whiskey being poured. It sounds amazing. And that bottle of Buffalo Trace, I think that has to be one of my favorite logos or stickers or whatever you want to call it. I mean, look at that animal. Look at that beast of an animal. It's just perfect. Yeah, the the bottle is definitely something that it was designed with care. It's something that when you look at it on the shelf, it's going to stand out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what the whole sticker is, that whole weird shape. That might be the state of Kentucky or that might be the the heart of a buffalo, but that shit is badass. I don't think it's the state per se. I think it's just something that a graphic design student came up that might have paid too much for his tuition. But <laughs> it's 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 definitely a good logo, a good bottle, a good logo. Well, that's a, a badass font. animal on the logo. Can you name a better one? The only one that comes to mind is uh, is Eagle Rare. I think Eagle. Yeah, e- I guess you got e- me beat on that one. And Eagle's, you know, America. America is bourbon is traditionally from America. If you follow all the rules of bourbon – but you're 20 miles north of the border into Canada, that it can't be called bourbon. Legally. Yeah, I understand that. And I I understand what you're saying with the whole American thing, but this Buffalo Trace, it's just beautiful. I mean, the Eagle Rare is not the actual picture of an eagle. It's just like a small logo. This this has the actual whole body of a full-bred fucking American buffalo. That's fucking badass. Yeah, it, I, 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 Are there even buffaloes in Kentucky, or is <laughs> I think so. So the 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 name Buffalo Trace came from. It was a season where uh, it's a certain season in Kentucky where the buffalo come down, and I want to say it's it was the like spring or the it was summer. Like a trail or something? Yeah, like the buffalo run through there, and so they got the name from that. I mean, the Buffalo Trace Distillery only got his name in the nineties. So before that, it was a George T. Stag Distillery. There's a lot of history behind that, right? Yeah, I mean the the distillery itself has been around since the 1700s, but it wasn't the Buffalo Trace Distillery that we know now. It wasn't uh, the Buffalo Trace Distillery until the 1800s when it was. I want to say it was originally the Blanton's Distillery. Yeah, well, I'm not too 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 familiar with that, but I I can't wait to go down there and uh, meet Mr. Johnson. That's that's something I want to do. That's something that's on my bucket list. Yeah, for sure. There's a for those of you that don't know, there's a shout out Mr. Johnson. There's a there's Ready, a right? yeah yeah there's a famous tour guide at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. His name is Freddie Johnson. He's actually a third generation employee for Buffalo Trace, and it's crazy to think that if you follow his lineage down, he's seen the rise and fall, and now the rise again of bourbon. He's seen everything from when, you know, the earliest barrels of all these rare bourbons that we have now. All of the, He's seen all those bottled at least twice. And it's true what he says, that a true master distiller doesn't get to see the peak maturity of his bourbon, of his third batch of bourbon. Yeah, that's pretty insane. If you start at 20... That's pretty deep, right? That's pretty fucking deep. It, it is. If you start at 20 years old, your first... The, the maturest bourbon you have is... 20 25 years old so by that time you're 45 almost 50 years old 
your second batch of bourbon you're having when you're 70, 75 years old. Yeah, that's a lot of math for me, but it's crazy how they're going to leave some history behind. Something you're, they had their you're, hands you're on. Your third that batch. If, if you're, unless you make it to 95, 100 years old, your third batch is literally for your kids and grandkids. Yeah, and it, in order to get to that point, you have to be involved in this at a very young age, you know, and you have to have family involved in this. You can't just be any snob out the street, 16, 17-year-olds, going to have your own batch. That shit ain't going down like that. You no. have to be part of it. No. You have to be in the community, know someone um, in order for somebody to release a batch to you. For sure. You got to understand whiskey. You have to know what it takes to become a master distiller to actually get that position, especially at a young age. Or even be allowed to maybe even barrel your own mash, you know? Yeah. And I and I know you like to rank these whiskeys, and I know you like to rank these beers. Uh, where do you rank this uh, Buffalo Trace at? I don't think I want to rank it. Uh. I think I just want to – I mean, personally, I think this is definitely in my top five, in my top two. I understand why. But – I I think I think if you see this bourbon on the shelf when you go in looking for a bottle of Jack Daniels, I think you should definitely pick this up and you might surprise yourself what happens when you mix it with Coke or even drink it straight. Yeah, matter of fact, if you're in, into bourbon whatsoever and you see this, it's it's a uh, it's blasphemy not to pick one up. I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for it, but you know if you if you're in the twenty. $40 range, maybe even 50 if you've never seen it before, if you see it on a shelf, it might be worth it. Yeah, I mean, depending where you are. I mean, I mean I've mean, i had $50 bourbons that I wouldn't pay for again, and if Buffalo Trace at one point was at that $50, $60 range, I might pay for it because I feel like it's a better bourbon than some of these $50, $60 uh, bourbons that I've tried before. Yeah, I mean... It's a must-get. It's just a must-get. For sure. It's definitely something you you should have in your bar. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're somebody that's into into bourbon or want to get into bourbon, that's a or that's or a good liquor starter. liquor that's a good starter liquor in general. If you if you have a five bottle bar that you're gonna have a rum, a whiskey, a tequila, a gin, if that whiskey can be Buffalo Trace, that's not a whiskey you're gonna go wrong with, and it's not a hard a super hard whiskey to find. Depending where you live. Depending where you live, of course. But if if you can have that in your bar, maybe even as a a better option. I, I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend everybody try it, and I recommend everybody, you know, go out and just start trying bourbons in general. I mean, I feel like the bourbon boom is upon us, but I feel like the bourbon boom is also welcome a welcoming community. I'm definitely... I don't I'm, feel the same way. I'm always trying to show bourbon to everybody. I understand that. Um, I don't know if the whiskey community is as open. I feel like there's it, way too many snobs out there. There's way too many. Um, I think the I think the are, snobs ruin it for sure. Yeah, but I think the snobs shouldn't shouldn't push you down. I think if you want to try it, if you want to try to get into it, or if you want to try to understand it a little bit, then just do it because there's always going to be at least that one person that's going to help help you and guide you and show you what's better, what to taste, what to look for in the nose and the taste and the palate. I mean, without trying to sound like a snob, if you, if you can take, if you can find certain tastes and smells in certain bourbons, then you can pretty much try anything and understand 
the history, understand how it's made, and understand. It's just a well-rounded, yeah. solid, s- easy sipper. If you want to mix it in a cocktail, go ahead. It's just perfect. If you if you want to enjoy it with your loved ones, want to enjoy it with your with your friends, with your family, by yourself, man, this is a perfect whiskey to have, especially when it's cold around a campfire. You cannot go wrong with this. Um, I don't think I've met anybody that doesn't like it. No, I don't think so. And at the very least, it's a conversation starter. And I mean, I feel like it's definitely a good bourbon that to start this podcast with because it's 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 just an all around good bourbon. And I mean, I think we could pretty much end with that and under and feel satisfied that we did this bourbon justice into explaining it that it is a bourbon that everybody should try. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. And I also think, man, this is such a good bourbon that. We might have to revisit this again once we get well established. We we get our game plan a little better. Um, it's definitely a good uh, bourbon to start off with, but this is such a good bourbon that I feel like we're going to have to touch it again. Yeah, for sure. I don't mind revisiting it. Yeah, for sure. And maybe after we go out there and meet Mr. Freddie Johnson, we can come back with different different facts with uh, a different uh, mindset, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean I'm always down to... To revisit anything, especially Buffalo Trace. I mean, it's not like I've Googled it, but it's about 12, uh, 12 hours away. <laughs> oh, hey. Somebody say road trip? Sounds like it. Um, maybe something that we're going to be looking into. Um, definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed both both products we had out here today. Not saying that we're always going to enjoy it, um, but I definitely think I like these two these two beers. Um, Hefeweizen is probably the best Hefeweizen I've had. Bourbon is definitely one of my favorites, and and you can't go wrong with either. Yeah, I think, for sure. If you're a Hefeweizen fan, for sure. I mean, again, my name is Ashy. My name is Willie, and yeah, uh, this, this is, is a, a Bruise and Bourbon podcast. And uh, yes, sir. Thanks for uh, for joining subscribe, us. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Listen to follow, us follow, all the time. Follow. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Bruise and Bourbon podcast. 